Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I asked the Lord, what should I teach today on a Mother's Day? And the Lord told me to teach this lesson. Whether you are mothers or fathers or whoever on earth here, it's so important that we received great things and good things from heaven. And we are the carrier of the good things from heaven. If you are mom, you can receive good things from heaven and whatever inside you, it will spill into your children and your family. I made a decision long time ago. I want to be a carrier of the good things of heaven and people who come into contact with me, they shall be blessed, they shall be healed, they shall be strengthened. So moms, Please seek to connect to heaven and heaven open over you and heaven flow good things into you. The wisdom, the strength, the grace, the anointing, the power, the love, the faith, the favor of God, the grace of God, the direction from the Lord, the guidance, the voice of God, every good thing flow into you so that you can raise your kids successfully in a godly way. And you can be the blessing to your husband as well. Husband, do the same thing. You tap into the door of heaven, the window of heaven, and you need to let heaven flow something into your life. And I would like to talk about one of the keys to tap into the window of heaven and receive good things from God. And that key is the love of God. Again, not the love of man, the love of God is the key to open the great thing from heaven to flow into your life. But before I talk about the love of God, I can read many scripture. I'm a teaching by teacher by background. I'm not a preacher. I like to teach. Deuteronomy. Let me read this one first. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 2 to 4. Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes, natural eyes, in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. The great trials which your eyes, the natural eyes, have seen, the signs and those great wonders. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive. The, and eyes, spiritual eyes now, not physical eyes, to see and ears, spiritual ears, to hear to this very day. These scriptures are one of the saddest sections of the Bible, that these people were with Moses for 40 years. They saw God perform miracle to part the Red Sea. They saw the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire to lead them during the day and at the night time. God performed miracles until Pharaoh and the people in Egypt 
went on dandy and say let them go he performed many miracles god fed them supernaturally with manna and quail god performed miracle to get water out of the rock they saw with their own eyes but their heart did not believe in god they walked in doubt and the lord could not actually he wanted but he could not give them the clear spiritual eyes to see what's going on they could not perceive in their heart who god is and how much god care for them and love them can this happen to people in this generation yes people can come to church people see cancer healed in the church people get touched by god and they look so what i don't care they see with their natural eyes but their hearts do not perceive at all they don't understand the love of god the mercy and the power of god they can hear the preaching but it's only physical ear it never goes into their spiritual ears they could not understand what god tried to speak to them i'm the type of christian from the first day that i always say to god lord I want to understand what's going on, and I don't just look at the natural, but I ask God to open my eyes to see what He is doing, to understand, to hear the voice of the Spirit in my spirit. God, teach me what happened here, what is going on in Your will, in Your wisdom, and not only that, to perceive, to receive into my heart and say, "Yes, I believe." And I agree with you. And this is the way I gonna live, amen. So we need to be that kind of Christians that we don't just go to church and watch thing and then bye bye and just go home and busy with something else. We always connect to God and ask heaven to be open over us and speak to us, reveal to us, show us the thing in the spiritual realm so we understand what God is doing. We don't just look at the signs and wonder in the natural, but we also open our hearts to understand and to see things. I mean, when I was a new believer, when I read this scripture, I did not fully understand. Now I understand what Paul tried to pray, and this is my prayer for the members of this church as well. Ephesians chapter three, verses fourteen to nineteen. For this reason. I bow my knees. He pray. He humble toward God, Paul, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, He would give to you, brothers and sisters, according to the riches of His glory. Glory means the tangible, strong presence of God in the thick. Strong, riches, presence of God, to be strengthened. He grant you to be strengthened with might, with the power, through His Spirit, who opened your eyes to see things, who helped you to understand with your spiritual ear, and see with your spiritual eyes the Holy Spirit in the presence of God, in the inner man inside here. That Christ made the well in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love, we talk about love today, the love of God, may be able to comprehend 
with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge is beyond mental capacity to understand you understand the width the length the depth and the height of the love of Jesus Christ in your spirit revealed by the spirit of God not just head knowledge oh i know greek language love agape oh i know jesus we should call joshua no it's not just a head knowledge it's something in your spirit that you perceive you understand and you live in it you dwell in it and to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god everyone say the fullness of god why do we call heaven heaven not because moses is there now we call heaven heaven that i'm talking about the third heaven not the first heaven and second heaven the third heaven is called heaven because god is there he is sitting on the throne So when we talk about having the fullness of God in you, we're talking about heaven open and fill your life. Everywhere you go, heaven is in you, because you're so full of God on the inside of you. You're the carrier of the glory, the presence of God, and heaven is in you. And you can pass this heaven into your kids. Into your husband, into your wife, into people around you. You are the carrier of heaven because heaven is open to you. But what is the key to this scripture that Paul pray, nailed down, and say, "God, help my members to understand what to experience the width, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God." So the key. To connect to heaven, the key to receive the fullness of God into your life, according to this scripture, is to walk in the love of God. Is to be filled with the love of God. The key word is God's love. I am a man who is always hungry for God. That's why I connect to the Holy Spirit so quickly. I'm hungry. I want God to fill me, and I always pray, God, give me more love. Not my love, your love. I want you to fill me with your love. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Touch me, marinate me with your presence. Again, Paul say, according to the riches of His glory, you receive the love of God by being in the riches of His glory in His presence. How many people love the presence of God? I love the presence of God. If you don't love the presence of God, You're gonna have a hard time in heaven. Seriously, because in heaven, God is present there, thicker than here. So if you reject the presence of God, you run away from the church when the presence of God show up. Hey, you're gonna have a hard time in heaven, because God's presence is there. You need to love the presence of God. Amen. And when God fill you with the love of God, again the love of God, not your love. When God fill you with the love of God, you will begin to love other people supernaturally. You love people. Your perspective of looking at a circumstance will be totally different. You love them. You want to help them. You want to pray for them. You want to bring the love of God to them. 
you keep being filled with the love of God, your relationship with your children will be different. Your relationship with your spouse will be different because you love, you love your children, you love your spouse, you love your brother and sister in the church. The love of the Father fills you up. You become a man and a woman of the love of God. Amen. So we should ask God to fill our life with His glory, with His presence all the time. And when we allow the love of God to fill our life, the fullness of God will come in more and more in our life. And we will experience the fullness of God. Heaven is connected to us. Heaven is open over our life. And then we're going to see supernatural breakthrough. I learned one thing. The love of God come in. Give me supernatural breakthrough. The love of God will set you and me free from the lies of the enemy. Sometimes the enemy lies to you. Oh, God doesn't love you. You are not important in the church. You are too tall. You are too short. You are too thin. You speak with accent. God will not love you. You are not good enough. That lies of the enemy and the lie from people will be removed by the love of God. Some people grow up with rejection spirit. When you fool with the love of God, you're confident that God loves you. The rejection spirit will leave you. When the love of God fills you, it will set you free from self-doubt. Oh God, you really love me? God, you really care for my kids? When I pray for my kids, they will see the breakthrough. When the love of God fills you up, the doubt will leave. When the love of God fills you up, not only the lie, the rejection that will leave, but your low self-esteem, your poor self-image will leave you. Because you know now, I have a DNA of God. God loved me so much. I'm good looking in the eyes of God. I am the apple of His eyes. He loved me so much that He sent His Son to die for me. Wow, the love of God really revolutionized your life from one person to another person. This is the second key to connect to heaven. That is to be filled with the love of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is at hand. The Bible says like this, we pray, God, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is at hand. We can reach to the kingdom of heaven into our life. We can have what is going on in heaven happen in our life. And what is the key to tap into the kingdom of God on earth here before we go to heaven? That is the love of God. I pray that God will help you to open your spiritual eyes to see how much God loves you. God will open your spiritual ears, not like the children of Israel in the time of Moses. They saw things, but they're just very dull. They could not understand anything. But I pray that in our generation, by revival, by the touch of the fire of God, our ears shall be open. Our heart shall perceive how much God cares and loves us. And we can understand the love of God in our life. Every time God did something good to me, I right away know God loved me so much. He loved me so much. Every day of my life, every single situation that happened to me, I always think, wow, God loved me. 
Wow, God give me this favor. Wow, God give me a breakthrough. God, you love me so much. I always connect myself to God. How much God love me. The problem is this: many Christians try to do things, to do good things, try to be a good mom, good husband, and good minister by their own human love. Yes, I love the church. Yes, I love my kids. But they're talking about their human love. Human love is very limited. Human love can fade away. Human love can go up and down. Sometimes people love you so much, and one day suddenly they hate you. They don't want to see your face anymore. Does that happen? Yeah. Some people love me so much, and later on, oops, they don't like to see me anymore. They hate me. So you cannot depend on human love at all. And if you try to do everything by your human love, what happens? You're gonna focus on yourself. You're gonna focus on your strength. Focus on your own love, and you're gonna fail. And you feel guilty, and you feel bad, and you give up. I want to teach you today: stop focusing on yourself. It's not about man's love, human love. Don't depend on your own love. It's the love of God. Fill yourself with the love of God. Amen. And when you fill yourself with the love of God, what happens? You love Him more. Not your love. You make decision to love God, but the Holy Spirit is our helper. He fill your heart with His love so that you can love the Father more. You can love Jesus more. And you can love your wife, you love your children, love your spouse more by the love of God. I cannot depend on my love. I tell you, I cannot love this church by my love because some of you really annoy me. <laughs> If I love you with my own love, I tell you, I'm gonna run away from you. I'm not gonna pick up the phone when you call me. <laughs> <laughs> How many people feel that way? Sometimes you look at some member of the church. Hmm. <laughs> Human love is inadequate. Is unstable. You should not depend on Human love. You need to depend on God's love. John chapter five verse forty-two. But I know you. This is what Jesus talked to somebody in that generation. But I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. Sometimes people have no love of God at all, zero. They just live in a human flesh. What they like, they love. But if they don't like, they don't love, and they hate it. So they all walk in the human level. But some Christians have God's love too. But that the love of God in them is too so small, so little. This is the key. We need to grow in the love of God. I like what the Bible say: from glory to glory to glory by the Spirit of God. This year, I have more love than last year. Not my love, the love of God inside me. When I look at the congregation in Saint Paul, Minnesota, the Laos and the Thai, the Hmong, the American, oh, I love them. I love them. Not my love. The love of God flow inside me. We need Him to feel more, more, more every month, every year. The love of God will increase more and more. 
And then we can love the Father more, and we can love people around us, and we can love our enemies. We need His filling. We need Him to impart the love of God into our heart. And I want to tell you, God is good and faithful. He wants to fill you with His love. He wants to fill you, but you have to ask and you have to open yourself and let Him fill you with His love. Who fill you with His love? Who is the agent that pour the love into your life? If you know me long enough, I'm really banana for the Holy Spirit. Really. I'm really banana. I'm really gung ho with the Holy Spirit. What else? What is other word? Banana, gung ho. I'm crazy. I'm really. <laughs> Any other English word? <laughs> I'm really banana for the Holy Spirit. Why? Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God, not the love of Dr. Lau, not the love of human, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now I understand when Jesus said to the disciple, I'm leaving, but it's more advantage to you that I'm going because I'm going to send you the counselor, the helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many jobs, many ministries in our life. And one of His ministries is to pour the love of God into our heart. That's why I love to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why I call Holy Spirit to fill me. That's why I love revival. That's why I love to lay hand on Friday night and Saturday morning when I lay hand on all those kids. Or oh, one mom told me, after I lay hand on one, I think about seven years old boy. That seven year old boy went back to the mom and said, Mom, I'm sorry that I have talked bad to you. I loved you. Oh, seven years old boy touched by the fire, touched by the Holy Spirit. His love for mom, I mean the Holy Spirit working him to love his mom and he went back to his mom and said, sorry mom, I always give you a hard time. Who did that to that seven years old boy? The Holy Spirit gave the love of God in his heart. The Holy Spirit is the answer to the church, not programs. If I choose between program and the move of God and God touch people, I'd rather choose the move of God. Not program. Program doesn't help anybody. Actually increase the burden to set up, to prepare, to spend money. The move of God is free. Amen. <laughs> we are the container of the Holy Spirit. So when the fire of the Holy Spirit come upon us, it will burn out all the hatred, the unforgiveness, the junk in our life, and it will fill us up with the love of God so that the love of God will flow out, overflow out of our life to touch our children, to touch our spouse, to touch people around us. And the Heavenly Father really wants to pour His love into our life through His Spirit. He wants to fill us with His love. Testing, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. Now I'm going to read many scriptures. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. Again, not the love of man. And into the patience of Christ. The Holy Spirit has the job to direct our heart out of gambling, 
pornography, out of smoking, drinking, money, position. You don't come to church to look for position. You don't come to church to look for money. Your heart should be directed from by the Holy Spirit toward the love of God. Why you are here to worship God? Because the love of God works in you to love Him. Why do you work so hard to feed your kids? Because you love them. Your heart is directed to the love of God, and because the love of God fills you, I learned something from God. Why with the love of God? How it works? The love of God come by the Holy Spirit, so that I am confident that God loves me. Two, the love of God fill me so that I can love myself. Three, the love of God fill me so that I can love Him. Four, the love of God fill me so that I can love my wife, love my children, love the members, I love my patients, I love people around me, even stranger. The love of God fill me so that I can love the kingdom. I can love the word. I can love the things of God. Love everything. Love God. Love myself. Love people. Love everything by the love of God. But we need to focus on the love of God in our life. When I got on the airplane flying to Saint Paul or to Thailand or Europe, I tell you every time I drag my suitcase, yeah, I have tears in my eyes at SeaTac Airport because I miss Pasada. I don't want to go on the airplane at all. I don't like to travel, but then the love of God speak to me, son. Can you do this for me? I know you suffer on the airplane. I know you don't like jet lag, but could you do this for these people in another city? They need my presence. Just go and bless them and love them. The motivation that moved me to go travel on mission trip, nothing at all, only the love of God. Inside me, in my flesh, I will not do it. I tell you, I'd rather stay home and come to church here. Amen. So we need to direct everything, the motive, the action, everything is about the love of God. And if you can do that, the presence of God, the fullness of God, the glory of God, heaven will be in you, fill you up. Because the love of God is the key to open heaven for you to flow. You are walking around with the flowing of heaven into you and outside of you. This morning, Pastor Da say, "I thank God. I live with a husband who never gets sick. I never have to go to hospital. I rarely have to take antibiotic. The reason because I believe." Heaven is open over me. The presence of God protect me from sickness and disease because I walk in the love of God. First John chapter two verse five. But whoever keeps His word, truly the love of God is perfect in him. By this we know that we are in Him. Let me read another one. John chapter fourteen verse twenty three to twenty four is another scripture talk about open heaven over us. The feeling of the presence of God, God pour and flow things into our life. Jesus answered and said to him, "Listen carefully. Very powerful scripture. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, 
and my father will love him. This is a special love. Father love everybody, but the father has a special love for people who love Jesus. And we will, we, the father and the son, will come to him. Is that open heaven? Yeah. God, show up in your house. God, show up in your business. Show up in the operating room. He will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. I learned the secret of Christian walk, victorious life. The life that full of heaven on the inside of me. Listen carefully. I can give you the simple secret. Number one, I desire, I seek to be filled with the love of God. I want to maintain the love of God in me. And I yield to the love of God, the Spirit of God inside me. The Bible says that there are two ways of walking. Walking by the flesh and walking in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 6, chapter 5 and chapter 6. Walking in the Spirit or walking in the flesh. When the Holy Spirit fills me, I make a decision. I'm going to walk by the Spirit. I yield to the Spirit who gives me the love of God. And my response is, because I yield to the Spirit, that love of God in me make me love Jesus. And then I love His Word. And I obey His Word. And when I obey His Word, the blessing come on me and go down to the thousand generation. When the blessing is on me, the favor is on me, it will flow down into my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Mom, if you love your children, you need the love of God. You need to open heaven over your life and let the blessing of the Lord come on you and it will flow down into your children supernaturally beyond you can imagine and into your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. That's why it come together, fill with the love from the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Don't walk by the flesh. Push the flesh down. Crucify your flesh. Walk in the Spirit, love. Even your children yell at you. They don't appreciate you. You still love them. Pray for them. Win them with the love of God on the inside of you. When we have the love of God and love Jesus, what is the next step? We obey the Word of God. And when we obey the Word of God, God will bless us. Bless our children. Is that true? Amen? So, the love of God on the inside of us will cause us to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey the word that he say in the Bible. Jude chapter 1, 20 to 21. I mean, read many scriptures, but if you notice one thing or this scripture, never talk about the love of man. Always talk about the love of God. We as believers, we should be filled with the love of God. Walk in the love of God, not the love of man. Jude 1, 20, 21. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Faith is important. We need to build faith all the time. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. The Bible commands us. Jude was one of Jesus' brothers. 
and he say, "Keep yourself in the love of God." Consciously, every day you wake up, I'm gonna walk in the love of God. Before while I'm packing the luggage to fly, I'm gonna go with the love of God. When my patient walk into the room and we start to talk to get history, physical examination, making diagnosis and plan for surgery, I, with the love of God, will love you and care for you and do the best for you. When I cut on my patient, I love you. I'm gonna do the best to my own family. You're gonna come out from this surgery with no pain, pain free. We're gonna have a successful surgery. What motivate me to be a good neurosurgeon? The love of God. Amen. 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 You take care of your children as mom and dad. What motivate you? The love of God. You keep yourself in the love of God. You come to church. A lot of people come to church to get head knowledge. Oh, teach me, teach me. I want to know Greek and Hebrew and all stuff. No, the most important thing in the church is the love of God, and the love of God comes with His presence. It's not about head knowledge. It's not about boasting about what I know, what I don't know. No, it's the love of God. All this scripture talk about Him and His love. Talk about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Him. I learned the secret of how to walk in the Christian faith. I forget about myself. When people offend me, step on my toes. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I don't feel anything. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but I'm gonna love you. You step on my toe, I'm gonna love you. I forgive you. I pray for you. I forget about myself because I keep focusing on myself. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be rejected. I will feel rejected. I will feel lonely. But I forget about myself. I just focus on God. The Holy Spirit directs me to think about the love of God, about Him. Amen. Amen. And then we can stand in the constant flow of the glory from heaven. Heaven is open over us. He fills us. How many people want heaven in your home? Raise your hand up. How many people want, want hell in your home? What is going on in hell? Fighting, demons, gnashing of teeth, suffering, sickness, disease, poverty, failure is of hell. Depression. In Saint Paul, people, the whole room was laughing at the Holy Spirit. Everyone just drunk and laugh. It's like upper room. It's so fun. And one man walk around. He's a young man. He walk a little bit like a prideful. I know more Bible than this pastor. He's Asian. He walk around and he say, "Why these people laugh? This is weird." And he carried the Bible too. And I was thinking, you can choose between laughter or crying. Hell is full of sadness. I choose heaven. Amen. I choose joy. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, in His presence, there is a fullness of joy. Amen. When God shows up, ha 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 ha, ho ho ho, amen. Not sadness, 
I hope when I say all these things, God will open your eyes to see what I'm talking. I hope God open your ears to understand. I God, I hope, I pray God will open your heart to perceive what I say. Don't just sit and okay, keep talking. No, this is spiritual thing. Get it, perceive it, please. I hope you are not like the children of Israel in Moses' time. Sometimes people listen to the sermon. Oh, really? Okay, bye. I'm going home. I need to watch football game. No, receive and perceive into your heart. Hungry for God. Ask Him to fill you with His love. And when you are full of the love of God, you bring heavens on earth here because you're going to be having the fullness of God. You're gonna have the Father and the Son live with you, abide in you, stay with you. His presence will be with you all the time. Yesterday in the airplane, I watched the movie a little bit. I need to ask Brendan to give me the rest of the movie. I did not finish the whole movie. <laughs> Called Ben Hur. The new Ben Hur. How many people watch the new Ben Hur? There's a new one. And the Ben Hur was written by a man who used to be against God, and then he went out to investigate and found all the evidence that Jesus is the real living God. He turned his life to God, become a Christian, and he wrote this book, Ben Hur. And in this movie, Jesus came, gave water to Ben Hur. His name is Judah in that movie, and also he helped people. His and when I look at the movie, I say, I believe. This man named Jesus, the Son of the Living God, everywhere he walked, in that generation two thousand years ago, he walked with the fullness of God in him. When he looked at the eyes of the Roman soldier, the Roman soldier backed off, and he could bend over to give water to Ben Hur, and no one dared to touch him because he was so full of the presence of God in him, and he. Is full of the love of God. On the cross, he say, "Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they are doing." Wow! Jesus is my model. He is so full of the love of God. He even prayed for his enemy who was killing him. Should we walk that way in this generation? Amen. Can I hear the answer? Yes or no? Yes. Amen. Sometimes you have to confess with your mouth. Should we walk like Jesus in this generation? Yes. Okay. Not just it. Okay. No. Believe you believe in your heart. This is a principle. I have to walk with God. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. That's why the Bible say yes and amen. When you agree with God, you say yes, amen. You confess with your mouth, and it will happen to you. Again, you want to walk in the love of God? Yes. Okay. We should have this culture in our church. From now on, when I say something good, yes, amen. <laughs> Change the culture in New Hope. Again, God loved you. <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, now I get excited about preaching now. 
<laughs> okay, I'll read a few more scripture and I will be done. Oh, only 11.25. I have more time. Wow. Okay. First John chapter 4, 7 to 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When you are filled with the love of God, you are filled with His presence. You cannot have the love of God without He Himself in you, because He is love. <laughs> In this, the love of God was manifested through us that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that, listen carefully, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The key. <laughs> yes and amen. Agree. Yes. The first key is that we want the love of God and I'm going to respond to the love of God by obeying the command of Jesus. The second key here, you know God loved you first and you say, God, because you love me, fill me with your love and I'm going to respond to you by loving you back. And as I love you back, I love brother and sister. Everyone say obedience. obedience. Everyone say love my brothers and sisters. If you can do these two things all the time, you stay in the love of God. You keep connecting to the love of God all the days of your life. Make a decision to love your brothers and sisters and obey the command of the Lord. Abiding in the love of God. First John chapter 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. You notice that the Bible never talks about human love. Always the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. It's all about God. It's all about, about heaven. It's all about love. If you walk in love, you let the love of God fill you, you respond to the spirit of love, you walk in love, you welcome the presence of God. You open heaven to fill you with wisdom, with protection, grace, favor, power, anointing, with all kinds of good things from heaven. How many people want to live that way? I want to live that way. I want my life to be so full of heaven everywhere I go. But I need to respond to the love of God. I need to be filled with the love of God. Amen? We love Him. Christian life is a partner like this. It's a co-labor, co-laborer. God is doing his part. We are doing our part. 
God doing His part by showing love to us first by sending His Son Jesus to die for us, and then He loved us by sending the Holy Spirit to live in us, and the Holy Spirit pour out His love in us. He is doing His part: die for us, send Holy Spirit, Spirit pour His His love in our heart. He is doing His part. Our part, what do we do? More, more. I live. I receive. I want more. Pour your love into me. And our part is: I can respond to your love by walking in the Spirit. I can let the love of God rise up in me, and I'm gonna love you and obey you, and I'm gonna love brothers and sisters everywhere I walk. I'm gonna stir up, ignite the love of God. Somebody walk by you and make some kind of weird thing, and you feel like oh, I want to slap your face. I know some of you feel that way sometimes. Somebody walk by and say something, and mm. but you say, uh, 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 "Go down, go down." I can, mm, amen. Is, you have that experience. You say, "Okay, my flesh go down." I let the love of God rise up, and I gonna love you. Amen. I gonna love you, and when you make the decision. The presence of God rise up. Heaven is open over you right away. The Father and the Son will come to be around you. You will abide in the bubble of His love. You can abide in the presence of God all the time. You will be like little Jesus on this earth in this generation. When you pray for people, they get healed. When you just smile and talk, the wisdom of God will flow out of your mouth and set the captive free. When you talk to your customer, they say, "I'll choose you. I make business with you because you are honest and you love me." The love of God flow. You abide in His love. You keep yourself in the love of God. You love Jesus. You do your part. God does His part. Everyone, point up here. God. You do your part. Part of yourself. I do my part. I receive the love of God. I filled myself by the Holy Spirit, the love of God. I abide in the love of God. I keep myself in the love of God. I will walk. Every day, every moment, in the love of God. God, you are the source of the love in me. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. I myself cannot fake it up. I cannot produce that love. That love comes from you. And I receive it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. God is the same yesterday. I'm gonna end here. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What God did to the disciple in the New Testament time here, recorded in the Bible, I believe. He will do the same thing to you. What God gave to Paul, t 
Timothy and all these early church disciples that they mentioned in the Bible here, he is willing to do it to you. Amen. Now, after being Christian for 38 to 39 years, reading all this scripture, I understand more now that what happened to Paul in that generation that he wrote Ephesians 3, 14 to 20, he mentioned in the Bible, all this he wrote, I believe Paul wrote them out of his reality of walking with God, real experiences, not just a doctrine from Bible school. I now understand. And now I understand the things that happened to Paul 2,000 years ago. It's happening to me right now. And I say, God is so amazing. What the early church Christian 2,000 years ago talk about is happening in 21st century in me. Hallelujah. It's so good. It's so fun. It's so excited. And I know I have not arrived yet. I still have a long way to go, but at least the more I read the Bible, wow, that's me. That's happened to me. Ooh, it's so fun. And I believe you're going to go deeper, wider, longer, higher as time goes on. Wow, it's fun to be a Christian. It's fun to see the Bible become reality in your life. It's not just a just theory here, but it's really happened to you. Amen? Definitely as a pastor, I'm the shepherd, and I'm going to lead the flock. Therefore, I need to lead you by getting there first so that you can follow me. I'm leading you. Whatever I receive experience from God, okay, come together with me. We're going to experience together as a whole congregation. So we keep going more, deeper, longer, higher in the love of God. And the heaven will be on us stronger and stronger every year. How many people want to walk in the anointing, in the presence of God more and more? Stronger. More. Make your hand this way. More. Thicker. Thicker. More heaven. More blessing. More power. More love. More wisdom. More victory. More grace. More favor. More strength. From heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to ask you a question. How many of you in this room are not sure that after you pass this world, you will be in heaven? I want to encourage you. Heaven is real. So many people died and went to heaven. So many people went to hell and came back. And they wrote book. They see heaven. One neurosurgeon on the East Coast around Washington, D.C. He is a Christian neurosurgeon. He passed in the ICU and he went to heaven and came back to write a book that he saw Jesus and he saw heaven. One gynecologist in America fell off the balcony and died. 
his body was covered by the cloth in the hospital, and he went to heaven. He met Jesus. He came back, and he get out from being dead. He was resurrected by God, and he shared with the whole world that I went to heaven and saw God. So, I want to encourage you. Life on earth is short. We will go one day. Everyone have to leave this world one day. But there is another life on the other side, eternal life. Many of you may be growing up in America and you don't understand spiritual world. I grew up in Thailand. I saw demons. I saw spiritual thing. Spiritual world is real. It's really real. We are not just living in the physical world. I want to encourage you. Give your life to God, and you can go to heaven because God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for you, to pay the price for you. We are all sinners. We make mistake. We cannot bring sin to heaven. The only way we can go to heaven is that Jesus have to wipe out the sin from our life by dying for us, pay the price for us. By the justice of God, we need to pay the price of our mistake. Our sin, our rebellion, but by the love of God, He pay for us. God is just, and God's love. When you make mistake, you have to pay. But because He's just a love, both He pay for us. Is that right? For example, if you throw a stone into my house, and you break the window of my house. I call the police. Police get you in, and you say, "Oh, uh, I'm guilty. I break the window." And I say, "I love you. I forgive you. You can go. Police let you go. You have to say sorry to me. That's it. Say sorry. You say sorry. Let me ask you this question: Who pay for the window? Me. I let you go." I pay for the window. The same thing with God. You make mistake. You deserve punishment, and you say sorry, God. I believe in you now. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Who pay? God pay. He sent Jesus Christ to die to pay for you. Why don't you receive that gift, that mercy of God? I did it in year 1981. I grew up as a Buddhist. Buddhism teach me I need to pay for myself. I'm just kind of scared. I ate many, many, many chickens, many cows. I stepped on many ants, so I have to pay to be an, to be ants for how many times. But after I come to know Jesus, He pay for me. I feel relieved. Somebody pay for me. I don't need to pay for myself. Totally different teaching. God pay for us. We just have to repent and come to God and say sorry. From now on, I will follow you. If you want to do that, I like to lead you to prayer, so that I will see you in heaven with me. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you send your Son Jesus Christ to die for me, to pay the price for me. You are the just God. You are love. 
You love me so much. You pay for me by the death of your son. Thank you, Lord. I repent of my sin. I ask you for forgiveness. I rebelled against you. I sinned against you. Please come into my life, Jesus, and be my God, my Savior. From today on, I will build my relationship with you. I become your child. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Congratulations. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. 